What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Sports Medicine Broadcast, a podcast to promote and improve the practice of athletic training. And as I've been going through the interview process for being the district athletic trainer, that's one of the things I kind of get to remember is that as I do the podcast, it's about promoting and improving the practice of athletic training here in my school district. And it's really cool. One of the one of the things that, that I've done is the podcast, and I get to grow and learn and meet people like Casey. Casey was on the podcast back in uh, New Orleans. So he, he and Rob talked about being business owners. Casey owns a business, but he also is a salesman. So working with sales as an athletic trainer, he's also had 15 years in the profession, currently still active athletic trainer, not just a sales guy that went you know to the dark side and left us, that kind of thing, but actively doing performing athletic training. So Casey, welcome back to the sports medicine broadcast as we wrap up this school year. Uh, thanks for coming back on. Yeah. Thanks, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. All right. So we can come up with lots of excuses. You know, sales guys are sleazy. I hate sales. I'd be too nervous. Uh, I'd get rejected. I tried sales once and it didn't work. Right. Any of those would work for me because I don't really want to do it. Right. I enjoy doing athletic training. However, as much as we've talked on this podcast about promoting yourself, promoting who you are, promoting your program, we kind of need a little bit of salesmanship. Right. So this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash sales success. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash sales success. Whenever this releases, obviously it's live on the Facebook and the YouTube channels. Um, and if there's any problems with the audio like there have been in the past, comment there and I can work on fixing those. Casey, so let's get a little bit of your background. 15 years, what does that look like for you as an athletic trainer? Uh, yeah, so started out um, as a GA. So I got my bachelor's degree in athletic training. And then got the traditional, you know, graduate assistant position at a D1 university uh, in Tulsa at Oral Roberts University. Uh, did that for two years and then transitioned to an orthopedic sports medicine group that did outreach to a local high school. So it was in a, like a supportive role in, in that organization for a year. So I would do the PT um, home exercise programs in the morning and then go out to the high school in the afternoon. Um, did that for three years. The first year I was the assistant and then the next two years I was the head athletic trainer there. And then I switched roles and went and got myself hired as a middle school science teacher and an athletic trainer at a school uh, that we lived in the town that we lived in they, as the first ever athletic trainer they ever had. So went from largest high school in the state of Oklahoma to small school that never had an athletic trainer before. So that was a, a big challenge, but a lot of fun and starting to teach and learn how to teach and be a teacher um, and did that for three years. And then I transitioned to the career tech education. So switched to just being a, a full-time teacher, uh, teaching like entry level um, health careers pathways uh, to students who thought they wanted to be in, in healthcare. I did that for four years and then stayed in the same company, same technology center. And then I taught sports medicine and therapy professions for a year. So taught kids who wanted to go into either athletic training or physical therapy or occupational therapy. Um, and then transitioned out of that and went into like a sales role with a company that, um, was, it was totally different, man. It was something that I just jumped into. I had a friend that was in this company that did supply chain management software for hospitals. And I went from doing everything in sports medicine related uh, to taking a leap because I wanted to move into like a full-time sales role, uh, like either doing surgical device sales or some kind of sales role, but people wouldn't hire me because they said I didn't have any full-time sales experience. 
So I was like, all right, well, I guess I got to leave and go get this sales experience somewhere. And so I did. And I learned a lot from that role. I learned that um, if you're going to go into sales, you, you need to, it's a lot better. Your stress level is going to be a lot less if you're actually going into a, selling a product that you know about with a, a group of people who you're trying to sell to that you know. So I didn't know anything about supply chain software. I didn't know anything about selling into hospitals. Um, so I had no credibility. And now with Sway, like I'm talking to athletic trainers who work in all of these different settings that I've worked in. And I know I have instant credibility when I'm talking to them because they can relate. And that, that's one thing that I think athletic trainers need to look at is if, if you look at it, you're talking to an athlete that is in the athletic training room or on your team, you have instant credibility almost when you were an athlete yourself, like they relate to you better because you understand the struggles of what it was like to be an athlete. Right. And you have even more instant credibility if you got hurt as an athlete. And there's a lot of athletic trainers that got into athletic training because they got hurt when they were in high school or whatever, and they got to meet an athletic trainer and that's what drew them that direction. So the same way that we have that relationship with our athletes in the high schools or whatever setting you're in, you, you, I can have that same kind of relationship and connection with my athletic trainers that I call on as customers to try and help them and support them and be that, like, I help you get what you need. So it's really not as big of a challenge as most people might think. So like for yourself, if you're like, man, I really want to get into sales, but I don't really want to do it. Everybody is in sales no matter what you're doing. If you're trying to sell your, as athletic trainers, we're trying to sell the athletes on why they need to show up to rehab every day on why they need to do prehab to prevent an injury. Cause that's what you're selling them. You're selling them the hopeful prevention of an injury, right? You're trying to get them to buy into what you're doing. You're trying to sell coaches on why they need to buy, possibly look at buying ankle braces instead of taping ankles. And you use the different value propositions that are important to a coach it's different for an athlete. It's different for your athletic director and your administration. So we're all in sales. You just kind of have to look at it through what lens you see things through better and, and get to know people and then just go from there. All right. So I read the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. So Robert Kiyosaki, whatever it is. And he told a story about when he was a kid, they were uh, taking old comic books and uh, they basically made a comic book library where they would open it up for people to pay a quarter to read for as long as they want. They just couldn't take any, anything out of there or how they were taking old toothpaste containers and melting down the lead and forming, forming them in the shape of like quarters and nickels or something like that. Right. So he was always looking for some sort of business, some sort of being an entrepreneur, that type thing. So like that sales thing was always there with him. That was always part of him. What was your first experience as a salesman? I that's a great question. And I actually used this example in an interview one time. And I said, I think the first time that I sold something, I sold myself uh, as the bullpen catcher for the AAA Texas Rangers organization when I was a junior, between my junior and senior year of college. So I got an internship with the Rangers organization in Oklahoma City. And I asked if I was gonna be able to travel and they were like, no, you're not gonna be able to travel. You'll just do home games because we're not going to pay the extra expense to take an intern. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, they come back from a road trip 
and found out that the bullpen catcher had gotten himself fired. And my brain went off and started thinking, okay, so they're going to have to replace this guy. And I played baseball in college. I was a first baseman, but I was a catcher, you know, growing up as a little kid. And I said, well, how about I step in and I could be the bullpen catcher for the team. And all you have to do is change the name on the ticket to my name. You don't have any extra expense. I can, you know, room with the strength coach. So I can do athletic training stuff before the team gets there. I can do all my athletic training stuff. And then whenever I need to catch bullpens during the day, then I can help with that. And then I can come back in and do athletic training stuff again to get the guys ready for the game. And then when the game starts, I could put on the uniform and go out and hang out in the bullpen and be a bullpen catcher. So, and then on the road, I can help the athletic trainer take a load off of him and help with stuff on the road. So he's not having to do everything by himself. He's got me at home for the support to do grunt work, right? As, as an intern, you get to do all the grunt work. I was like, I can go on the road and continue to do the grunt work. And it's, it doesn't cost anybody any extra money because I'm just filling in that spot. So they, the, the pitching coach said, well, let's go out here and catch a bullpen and see how you do. And so I did. And he came back in and said, well, he did good. I mean, it's fine with me. I got the blessing from the pitching coach. The athletic trainer said, it's fine with me. I'd love to have him. So they were like, okay. So I spent a summer as what looked like a minor league baseball player, uh, bullpen catcher, athletic training intern. And that's, that's kind of the first thing I think I ever did was I, I sold the idea of being the bullpen catcher slash intern athletic trainer. Um, and, and it worked. So that's kind of where it started. All right. So I'm going to ask you about your first job ever. So while you've kind of prepared that thought, I worked for my dad. My dad owns a boat repair shop. So I basically do odd jobs because I was like 14, 15. So mowing yards and counting inventory and stocking shelves and driving boats from the store yard to the repair yard, that kind of thing. Um, and that was in no way sales. Like I wasn't even interacting with customers. And at some point I got a job as an athletic trainer. And then, uh, well, before then, you know, I worked in a warehouse and I worked as a lifeguard. I worked as a tank, fish tank cleaner because I was teaching aquatic science. So I don't think in any point in my career have I had to do direct sales. So tell me about your very first job. So my first job was not like a sales job. Um, summer after I graduated high school, um, me and a buddy got a job working at a garage door warehouse uh, company. My buddy's dad was actually a, an overhead door I- installation company. So he bought his garage doors and all of his equipment from this warehouse that did the wholesale distribution. So uh, we worked in the, in the shop and uh, moved garage doors from a semi truck into storage and then would load them onto, you know, independent contractors, vehicles, their trucks and stuff. And um, we worked like 45 hours a week. You know, we got paid uh, every week at the end of every week. Um, I learned how to carry a a 18 foot garage door on my head because that's what the job demanded. And um, it was, it was hot. It was Oklahoma in the summer times. There was, it was an outdoor job, you know, Um, but you know, we were raised to, to work hard and, you know, you reap what you sow. So if you work hard, good things are going to happen. You know, and I use that same mentality every day when I go to work for Sway is that if I work hard and I 
get on the phone and I call as many athletic trainers as I can call. And I try and set up as many meetings as I can set up. Um, and it's the same thing we do as athletic trainers, you know, it, whether whatever setting you're in, you try and do the best that you can with what you've got. Um, and you just continue to work hard. I mean, you show up for work and it's a grind. Um, you know, when we were working 15 hours a day, um, you know, from August until, till the end of May. So it, it's not a tough transition to go from that profession to the sales profession because the hours are very similar. The, the effort is the same, you know? Um, so that's, that was kind of my first job. It was, I wanted to work those hard jobs so that I would stay in school and get my education so that at some point in time, I wouldn't have to work outside in the heat and do a bunch of heavy lifting and grunt work. You know, I worked at a, in Western Oklahoma during the summertime is uh, wheat harvesting. So I, I had a job where I worked at the co-op in, in uh, hydro Oklahoma and we worked 17 hours a day, seven days a week. So you got to the, you got to work at 7 a.m. and you might stay there till midnight or one o'clock in the morning. And then you went home and went to sleep and you got up and you did all over again the next day. Very similar to what athletic trainers do right now in, in on late Friday nights and long weeks. So I think learning how to do those jobs as, as, as a young person helps you for success in, in your future. Um, Cause you, you, like I said earlier, you reap what you sow. All right. So as we're, you're talking about the grind of athletic training, the the hours, the and then switching to sales. Now you're getting to working with Sway, uh, Sway Medical, and I, and I know you guys just signed up with Houston Methodist, who is the official healthcare provider of Passing ISD. They do lots of good things, and so it's pretty cool to see that you know one of the leaders in sports medicine here in the Greater Houston area is signing up with with Sway to see, hey, this is something that is worth investing in. But tell me a little bit more about what is that look like for you right and so people will think okay well let me get into sales so i can have more regular hours i can have uh, you know i'm basically i'm working from home what does that look like for you now oh man so yeah it's great to have houston methodist on the on on the team um partnered up with them from a from a sales standpoint you know then now i can go and talk to athletic trainers in the houston area right like you you're at pasadena and you reach out to you and your athletic trainers and say this organization that you share athletes with and treat, you know, we can reach out to these different territories. So from, uh, from a, like a, a daily day in the life of me, um, like you get up at like six in the morning, start making coffee, start looking at emails and your list of kind of to do tasks for that day. Um, I'm not going to start calling athletic trainers on the phone at six in the morning because they're going to be asleep or they're going to be doing other things. Right. Um, but like working from home is great because, I can kind of jump in and start getting stuff done. I can knock off like basic tasks and things like that. But I look strategically at where people are using our product right now, right? Like who's using Sway um, and who likes it and who can share the information with other colleagues that are other athletic trainers, because most of our business comes from referrals, right? I mean, if, if I am an athletic trainer and you call me and you ask me, Hey, from athletic trainer to athletic trainer, what do you think about this? We're going to be honest with each other, right? So we utilize that. So if we get somebody that comes on board and uses our product, then we ask for referrals. Like, hey, who do you know that's an athletic trainer in your area that you think would benefit from the same product that's going to help your life, make your life a lot easier um, and save you time and save you effort and allow you to do other value added processes in your athletic training world? Who can we talk to on your behalf? Like, can you connect us with people? So 
that's what we use. That word of mouth advertising is, is a huge thing for us. So I cover about 14 states. Like my territory is about 14 states. So from North Dakota to Texas, um, Missouri, town to Arkansas, Louisiana, over to Georgia, and then Kentucky and Tennessee. So, but I'll talk to anybody that wants to talk and it's, it basically just helps us out because we know as athletic trainers, if we have a patient that needs to go see a physician, if it's something that we can't treat in-house and help manage and all that stuff from a concussion standpoint, then I need to know who my next level provider is going to be no different than an orthopedic surgeon or a physical therapist or anybody that's in that sports medicine team. And so the, the more people I can have helping out at different levels, if it's a coach, it's a physical therapist, an athletic trainer, a physician, a psych D like a neuro, like whatever that person is, the more people I can get to understand how to use our system, then the better care that that student athlete's going to get because they're not going to get dropped through the cracks and there's going to be that continuity of care, the continuum of care. Like that's kind of the number one goal for an athletic trainer is to help prevent some kind of cat catastrophic event from happening for a student athlete. Right. So if you remember that being your like why that you do your job, then it makes your job a lot more fulfilling and exciting to like show up and go to work every day. So I wake up, I do my work. And then when a certain time comes around like nine o'clock in the morning, nine 30, start making phone calls to as many athletic trainers as I can. And we have like a system that helps us keep track of who we call and the contact information is important. And, and we just say, Hey, I'm an athletic trainer and just wanted to talk to you about X, Y, and Z, right? If it's sway, I want to talk to you about sway. Um, and if they're interested in having a conversation, then we set up a meeting and then we just go from there. It's no different than when an athlete walks in um, and says, you know, something's bothering me. You just start asking questions, right? I mean, we all know that the longer we're in athletic training and somebody calls us and says, Hey, I hurt my shoulder. We start asking questions and without even putting our hands on a patient, we can probably narrow down to what a diagnosis could be to within one or two choices without even touching the patient. So they kind of do the same thing. So the same way you evaluate a patient to figure out what's wrong with them, we work with the athletic trainer to try and figure out what's going to be best for them. Like what's wrong with the system that you have? What are you trying to improve? What are you trying to get better at? Right. Um, so you basically are using the same skills that we have as athletic trainers. You're just, you're doing the same thing. You're just doing it with a different lens on, right. You're I'm, what we call in the sales world, we're qualifying a lead, right? So I'm trying to qualify this person to see if they are going to be a potential customer, right. On the athletic training side, you would call that doing an evaluation to see if somebody really does have an injury. Are they hurt or are they injured? Right. So you do a knee evaluation on somebody who says their knee hurts and you rule out ACL, you rule out MCL, LCL, you know, meniscus, you know, any kind of tendon ruptures and you kind of figure out, hey, there's no real red flag here. So I think what we need to do with you is go this route for helping you get better. But then as soon as you figure out somebody's got an ACL tear, you follow that plan of care, right? You call and you help the parents get the doctors into the end of the doctor's office. You help them with the insurance. You help them with, here's where the location is going to be. And you, you guide that athlete through this process from the time they get injured to the time they have surgery, to, to rehab, to return to play. And we really do the exact same thing in the sales world. We have a phone call. You seem like you're interested in something. We, talk about what you're currently doing and how you want to improve it and how we can help. And then how I can support you with the conversation that you have to have with an athletic director or your administration, or like in your role, if you're going to be the lead athletic trainer for Pasadena ISD. So 
who do you talk to? Who do you report to? What does your budget look like? Is this something that you can afford now? If it's not, how can we come up with a plan to help you be able to afford it? Do we do some different pricing? Do we delay invoicing? Do we split this up into different chunks? Like we're here to support you guys. Like my job is to help you get what you need or want at a price that you can afford so that you can do your job better as an athletic trainer, which is taking care of your, your student athletes. So if I'm not in that direct patient hands-on care like situation right now, when I'm working for Sway, like during the day, I feel like I get a lot of enjoyment from helping you help your athletes. So I'm able to help take care of a lot more athletes in this role than I am when I'm just on the football sidelines on a football Friday night, taking care of that football team. Right. So that's one thing that I try and keep forefront of my head is that it's not about just making sales and making money and, and closing deals and then doing all that. It's like being a strategic partner with the athletic trainers, just the same way I've had other athletic, other sales reps for other companies that have helped me get what I needed or wanted to be able to do my job the best that I can do it. So you mentioned some tools that Sway has to, to help you uh, kind of track your calls and things like that. But you also mentioned in the very beginning the uh, fact that sales companies were requiring you to have some experience. So let's go back to that. If you didn't have a friend who was in sales and offering you a job, what would you have done to get that experience? One thing I was trying to do was I was, I actually interviewed with uh, uh, Smith and nephew. I had a, and they were, I would have had to take a, a significant pay cut and go like back down to like an entry level position. But with the years of experience I had as an athletic trainer and the salary that came with that, right. They were like, this guy's a great candidate because he knows all these doctors and knows anatomy and can explain stuff like the learning curve for learning how the product works from a surgical device world would be a lot less than somebody who had a lot of sales background, but needed to learn what the rotator cuff was and learn what a slap lesion was. And they really honestly didn't give me a shot because they were too afraid that as soon as I get um, more experience in sales that somebody would hire me away because I would be really good at the job, I guess is what they said. But I mean, if you didn't know somebody in it, you need to get your foot in the door early if you really want to do it. But I mean, people aren't going to know that you want to do a certain type of job if you don't speak up and say something about it and bring it up. Right. Like I reached out to, I think I was talking to who my Medco sales rep was at the time. Brett McCann was our guy in Oklahoma and just getting to see the, the, I had a great relationship with him. Like we're friends, right? Like we still talk. And I remember one time, I think I just reached out to him. I was like, man, I think I would like to do what you do. And he was, so he was like, okay, well, I mean, if, a, if an opportunity ever pops up, I'll reach out to you. And he said, I think you could be really good at it. You know, this, this, and this. So whenever he actually said, I think you'd be really good at it, that gave me the confidence to actually like, okay, here's a guy that does this job, has this experience and knows me and we know each other really well. And if he gives, he thinks that I would be good at this, then that gives me the confidence to be able to actually like look into that and actually start talking to people and asking him specific questions like, okay, what would you do? Where would you go? Who would you apply for? Like what job specifically? Um, so I think that it's the same way we have people you know, follow us around or shadow or go through the education programs, right? Like meet people, talk to them, 
communicate with them, reach out to people, ask them questions. When you were in high school, maybe or college, you shadowed like in the athletic training education programs, they spend time at the collegiate setting and in the secondary school setting, they're trying to figure out what setting fits for them. Right. I didn't fit into that supply chain management software thing. And I, I did, it was not a great fit. I thought that I was a horrible salesperson because it was just not working out. Well, when I talked to Chase at Sway and I was like, I just, apparently I'm not good at sales. I'm just going to go back into athletic training or back into education. And he said, it's not that you're not good at sales. It's, it's got to be a good fit. You know, you fit in Sway better than you fit in supply chain management for hospitals. And I was like, I guess I never thought about that. And I've, it's been great to coming over here and working for Sway since July has been, I mean, the best decision for me. And it's, it's been great. All right. So you talked about a product that you love or product that you can really support. Right. So, and then we talked about getting that experience. I know, I see a lot of times on uh, social media, athletic trainers talking about getting a summer job, a second job, that kind of thing. So ha have you had experience with any of those uh, like Cincy type things like the, you know, what the, I would say is that the, the mom entrepreneur type things like either your wife or anything like that. Have you had any experience with those? And then have you seen athletic trainers take any sort of side jobs that may be T-Mobile or, you know, Academy or whatever it is and, and get some sales experience that way. Um, I definitely think that if, if I don't have any experience with the Cincy and, you know, things like, like that, um, I'm trying to think like pampered chef and different things that I've seen, you know, like my wife's a pampered chef person and some people do the Nutrisystem food drink things, Arbonne and whatever you want to call it. Cause it's, it's extra income, right? People are always trying to find extra income. I have never personally done one of those reason why I never really got into one of those is because I noticed that you had to basically put money into it to get started. And I was, I didn't want to do that. I was like, I don't want to put money into this and then get all this stuff and then turn around and have to sell it. Like that's just a, a route I don't want to go down. So I do notice a lot of athletic trainers. Mostly what we do is we do this, the, the weekend tournaments, you know, PRN work to make extra money that way. Um, but that takes away time from your life on the weekends, right? Like that's your break away, hopefully break away from the, the day to day job. But I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I still do some PRN work on the weekends from time to time, but I mean, if the weather looks like it's bad and cold and rainy, then I'll, I don't want to do it. Cause I, you know, I'm kind of spoiling myself where I'm just like, I'm at a point where I, I would rather spend time with my family than, than do that. But what I found was if I could in 2010, um, I got connected with PowerPlay, which is a company that was like a, like a competitor to game ready. You know, it was like a portable cold compression therapy unit kind of deal. And they were, um, based in, they're based in Tulsa and, uh, my buddy Dan Newman over at Union connected me with them because, I, like I said earlier, I went from this large high school in Oklahoma, from Broken Arrow High School, the largest high school in the state of Oklahoma, to Sky Tuke High School, which had never had an athletic trainer before. So I went from having a $15,000 a year budget to like a $5,000 a year budget. And one of the things I first bought was a game ready because I had one at BA and I wanted the game ready because it was a great tool. And, but it was just, it was for me. Uh, it took a lot of my budget to be able to purchase that. And then when somebody brought in something that would work and get the job done that I needed done for a better price and it helped save me time and 
you know, all these things. So power play was a great tool. And then it basically just started and they said, Hey, they brought it up. They said, Hey, if you help us, you know, find other athletic trainers to buy these, we'll give you a commission, right? Like we'll make you a, they call them brand ambassadors. And I don't know if you've seen like Mueller did this the other day. Like if you have 22,000 followers on social media, you can be a brand ambassador and like Paige Wheeler over in uh, East Ascension in Louisiana became like a Gatorade ambassador or something. So athletic trainers have access to the a, a market and, and like these future customers for these companies. So that's the value that we bring to some of these sports medicine companies is that we have direct access and instant credibility with their customer base. So that's why we're valuable to companies in a sales role is that we know everybody. It's a tight knit community as athletic trainers. Everybody knows everybody. And all it starts with is, you know, Hey, where are you from? You know, where'd you go do your undergrad? Right? Like these are, these are things that I ask athletic trainers and you know, you, you could easily, if you find a product that you like, then just reach out to that company and say, Hey, do you have any sales reps in, in this state that you live in? Right. And, and ask them if they'd be interested in, uh, you know, working together. Hey, I love your product. Um, do you do any kind of brand ambassador things where I could help you, you know, make more sales in this territory or wherever across the country? And, and do you do anything like that? And then just see what they say. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, maybe they've never thought about it and they'll start doing something now and they'll start with you. And then there you go. And now I can do this sales stuff and have a side hustle and mailbox money, whatever you want to call it um, without maybe without having to spend your weekends, you know, covering soccer tournaments on the weekends um, for extra, extra money. So it just kind of depends. I mean, I would definitely tell people you have the ability and you have the knowledge, the skills, the abilities, you just kind of have to, look at them and evaluate them and maybe write them down on paper and just look at them through different lenses and what's valuable and take that scenario and say like, what have I done in the athletic training world as a career athletic trainer that I can easily explain to this is why you should give me a chance to be a sales rep for you. We work hard. We know how to work long hours. We're not afraid of work. We know a lot of people. We have to educate athletes. We have to educate coaches. We have to educate you know, stakeholders, legislators on what is an athletic trainer, what we do, the education that we have, we're already doing all that. So all you're doing now is just learning how this product helps a customer. And then you just learn that conversation to have and listen to like the value proposition. And it's a different value proposition for different people. So selling Sensi to who's the number one market for Sensi? I don't buy Sensi, but my wife does. So do I want to waste time calling all on my buddies or do I want to call on my buddies wives? That's kind of sounds bad when you say it that way, but um, it's like have my wife call their wives and say, they need to buy this stuff because it's, it's like more female based. I feel like, you know, I'm not trying to offend anybody, but there's different strategies for talking about sales and who you're going to talk to and about things. And you do the same thing as an athletic trainer in just different worlds. You probably just don't even know you're doing it. Unless I told you, well, you do the same thing. You're doing that right now. And then people are like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. Yeah, you are. The same way I sold the school to hire me as an athletic trainer and a teacher because it was going to help their athletes get healed faster, get on the field better, quicker, you know, decrease the liability of the school. That's important to administrators, you know, 
the coaches like it because they're just being able to coach. They don't have to do athletic, you know, play. They're not supposed to be an athletic trainer, obviously, but they can just send them to me. You evaluate them. So the same way you're trying to create a new position for an athletic trainer is that that's sales. That's what it is. All right. So since you've been on board at Sway, have they given you any sort of here's some sales tips, here's a training course, here's everybody does the same style, anything like that since you've been on board there with Sway? Yeah. So we've, uh, we've had like some books like Chase has said, Hey, I want you to read this book and this book because they'll help you understand like how to look at sales a different way. So we do, you know, like we read books obviously for personal growth that way for sales growth. Um, we have meetings um, on a weekly basis and then we meet as a group, right. And athletic trainers and other sales reps that work for Sway have different backgrounds and different experiences and scenarios. So we meet together and talk about, Hey, this is how I answer this question. If a, if a customer has this question this is how I answer it. If somebody has pushback saying this one statement, this is how I answer it. Or like, Oh, I had that happen to me and this is how we got around it. And this is how we solved that problem for them. Um, we do like internal sales trainings where we have, we might as a group get on zoom and watch some videos. And then our uh, Labiba Russo, who's our senior vice president, and she'll just like lead kind of like dialogue and say, Hey, somebody give me an example of where you had this situation or that situation, or what would you do in this situation or that situation from a sales standpoint, or we'll bring in like, um, a third party guy that helps us evaluate like where we're having some trouble with different scenarios and sales. Like what's one thing that is a stress point for you as a sales rep. And it's like, well, what happens if I call somebody and, and, you know, they seem interested and then they, they ghost me and they don't call me back for like two months. Like, what do I do in that situation? You know, or how many times is too many times to call somebody or how many times is too many times to email somebody. So we get that one-on-one -on -one with people. Um, we evaluate as we're going through the, the year and the different timings. And, and when it's really busy for us, we don't do a whole lot of sales training, right? But when it's a slower time of the year, then we'll focus on doing more like sales training to try and make us better at that specific part of our job. But I mean, it's no different than us getting in a room of athletic trainers at convention and saying, what are the new techniques for reducing dislocations? What are the new techniques? That, what do you guys do for shin splints? I mean, some people are really good and have these documents that they share on forums and stuff like that. I mean, it, it's, it's kind of the same thing that we do in the sales world. You know, I mean, it, it's really no different than people that do things day to day. They get on Facebook, start asking questions. Um, but that's, that's some of the stuff that we do internally. Uh, it's a way to help us grow and get better. And their, their job is to help us meet our goals. Um, and, that's how they support us and they do, they do a great job of it. And the team that we have at Sway is, is awesome and we help each other and we support each other. And it's very similar to having your close group of athletic trainers that do the same thing, right? And being part of that team, it doesn't change from whatever setting you're in. If you've got a good team around you, you're in a good spot. And if you, if you don't, you don't have support, you don't feel like it's going in the right direction, then that's when you need to evaluate going somewhere else, you know, doing something different. All right, so it, at this point, somebody is interested in doing sales, but they're they're still on the fence. What would you say to that person to encourage them to to give them some clear guidance to make their decision? I would say reach. I would say if you've got the stability of 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 full time income, then I would say look at 
um, the companies, like I said earlier, find the company that you think is a product that you really like and reach out to them and, and see if they do some kind of brand ambassador situation um, where you can start doing some sales and start learning trial and error, right? Where there's not really any pressure to perform, whatever you help sell, you get a commission, right? And it just, it just does its job. Um, I've had some success in that in the past there, you know, I would do that first to see if they feel comfortable with it and say like, if you are learning some stuff, you're feeling comfortable with it, you're able to have some success with it, then, then you can take it to the next level, right? You could uh, either reach out to another company or you could try and expand your own footprint in whatever market that you're in. So if, if you're in, in Oklahoma and you start in your, you know, your small close group of who you know, right? Or then you reach out to your state and then within your state, you do like a region of states around that area or, you know, your district, right? From, from an NATA standpoint, like state associations, like Texas, you got like G-hats, right? So like greater Houston area. And then you got the state of Texas, then you got SWATA and then you have, you know, the NATA. So I would say reach out to, they can reach out to me, like, and we'll talk, like, let's have a conversation about why are, why are you looking at doing sales and what, what do you like and what do you want to do? And, and it's just like a, an easy conversation to have, but that's, that's kind of what starts with me. I still do that. I mean, I'll reach out to a company that I think has a great product that I would use myself to make my life easier. And because I still do athletic training that I want to say, Hey, can we team up? Right? Like, do you do anything like this? Do you offer discounted prices so that we can pass that savings down onto to the athletic trainer? Cause they don't have much money anyway, but I would definitely tell them nobody's going to know that you're interested unless you reach out and talk to somebody and bring it up. You have to step out there and say something first. Nobody's going to come knocking on your door, uh, but you, you've got to go out and kind of start reaching and talking to people. And I'll be happy to put anybody into, into in touch with anybody that wants to, to start talking about it. Yeah. So, I mean, that's similar, like what I do here on the podcast. So, you know, one of the products that I love to use is Compex. Well, I reached out to those guys and then what that we've done is, Hey, I'm going to give away several compacts units for March or during this workshop or whatever, you know, and they just provide them because I get to, you know, I talk about it or, or like uh, the Mark Pro, I have a discount code. It really is just a matter of, hey, come tell me about this thing. Hey, let's talk about this thing. I'd like to know more or, hey, I've been using this and it really works. What can we do together? And so if I didn't ever ask that question, then they wouldn't, they would never know. There's not very many people who just throw money at me and say, hey, let's just do this, right? Um, it's really just a matter of starting that conversation. Hey, I want to do this. What do you have? How can we work together? All right, obviously, usually it's got to be mutually beneficial. Uh, so, so focus on that. All right, so we've been talking about Sway. This uh, podcast was sponsored by Sway. And so, Casey, give me your uh, your. Okay, I'm on the phone with you as an athletic trainer. I'm interested. Hit me with your sales pitch. Well, the first thing I always ask is, what are you currently doing? Because if you have a process that you're doing and you're happy with, and you, you really don't seem like there's any kind of reason to change, but I'm going to try and poke holes in that, right? So I ask what you're currently doing, and I ask if you're happy with it, and if you like it, and what do you like about what your current process is, and what do you not like about your current process, and how would you make that better? So you're trying to just, like I said, evaluate a patient. You're asking them like, 
what's going on in your world. What do you think you're good at? What do you, what are you trying to get better at? Um, and then I usually just say, you know, Sway is a great product for you to be able to get your baseline testing done in 10 to 12 minutes. And I say, you can do your baseline and post-injury testing where you do athletic training. So you can do it on the football field. You can do it on the soccer field. You can do it in the basketball gym, in the wrestling room, in the cheer room, in the hotel, um, in the airport while you're waiting for your plane when it's delayed. You can do it in the clinic, in the athletic training room, because athletic trainers kind of understand that. We're rarely ever, you know, most of the past has been computer-based cognitive testing, right? Like in a computer lab. We don't do athletic training in a computer lab. The only reason why we go into a computer lab is to do baseline testing, but things have evolved so much. So, um, you know, you can, you have this, we all know there's not one single tool that we use to evaluate like head injuries and concussions. So we've created a toolbox that has your objective balance, your objective cognitive testing, symptom checklists, um, on-field assessments, a COVID-19 screening tool that uh, could turn into like a mental health screening um, you can do remote code testing for that's individual per patient uh, that, that you can do from home. You can not have to like leave your, your house on the weekend to like run into the athletic training room that's 30 minutes away and have the patient or the athlete have to drive to the athletic training room 30 minutes away to do a 10 minute test and then turn around and drive back home. Like you can use the technology of the phone and you can do remote testing and so you still have high level patient care. You have that continuity of care and you can connect your physicians to your system so that if you're on the sidelines of a football game on a Friday night and a kid gets hit really hard and you would expect him to probably have a concussion, but you start doing your clinical evaluation and you start answering all the questions, they do all the stuff pretty, you know, it kind of throws you for a loop a little bit. Then you can use Sway to objectively measure their balance, objectively measure their cognition, grade their symptoms. And then if they're on the bubble, right, you could have your team doctor open up their Sway app from wherever they are if they didn't travel or if they don't come to the game on the sidelines on football Friday nights. And they can support the athletic trainer in real time, seeing the scores and evaluating the, the athlete. You know, there's no limit to how many times you can test somebody. So you can test them as many times as you want to without going over. I mean, it's a one-time subscription fee for the whole entire year. So if something happens in the first quarter, you can test them in the first quarter, the second quarter, halftime, the third quarter. And, you know, maybe they – are getting better or everything looks fine. And then you can safely, if you feel comfortable, safely putting them back into play because you have the data to support your decisions, right? In the past, we used to just err on the side of caution, but we weren't really erring on the side of caution. We were erring on the side of no data. So now that you have data, you have information to help you make educated decisions, right? So that's kind of the quick um, elevator pitch, if you want to call it that. Um, and it's just evaluating somebody to figure out if they're interested in having a conversation and see like, Hey, what are you currently doing? How can we make it better? If you don't have a process in place, you know, then if we put a process in place and put a product in there that works, then your life's going to be a whole lot better. Right? So it's process, people, product, and in what order is important to those different people. Right? So if you didn't have a process in place for taping football players on a Friday night in a quick, easy, streamlined way, then you're not even going to be ready for your football game. So the same way we talk about those things, and I use scenarios all the time, right? And I talked to an athletic trainer at a, at a university this morning before our podcast, and it was kind of funny. I was using my different scenarios I talk about, and he even mentioned, he's like, man, you got scenarios for everything. 
I was like, yeah, I mean, because people understand scenarios. So, um, but that's kind of that's kind of the quick like Sway sales pitch. Honestly, I mean, it's it's I've been with Sway in one way, shape, or another since they were beta testing in like 2010, and uh, th- we love athletic trainers. I am an athletic trainer. We have another athletic trainer, Patty Curtis, that lives in Seattle, and um, you know we have other ath- other members of our team that have been with um, you know they were with Impact for a long time, and we've got a lot of Impact like experience with us now. So like we're building this great system and great team that has experience from many, 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 many years of experience in this world. And, and we do, we do the best we can to take care of our customers and our customers, athletic trainers. So when I get to help with like product development, when they ask me like, Hey, what's important to an athletic trainer, you are one, what's important to you. And I say things like, well, when I get done with baseline testing, I want to be done with baseline testing. I don't want to find out later that a baseline test that I did was invalid and it wasted all my time. So that's important. So we built a system that there you go meets that. So like my development team is unbelievable. I mean, the, all the people that are on our team are unbelievable, but when they show me the new out updates that we're doing and the new cool things that our system can do, I'm just blown away every time. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Number one, it's amazing because it's going to be an easier product to sell. Right. And number two, it's going to make my life easier as an athletic trainer when I'm actually practicing athletic training. So it's great. I mean, I win. I win twice. All right. So Sway is an app you use for uh, baseline testing, concussion testing evaluation. So is is there limitation? I would assume on the website it it tells you all this. The limitations for which devices and things like that. Because I see a lot of my students have their devices with cracked screens or the camera doesn't work. Those kind of things. So talk to me a little bit about some of the issues using personal devices. Yeah, so that will happen from time to time um, where it, the student athletes get to use their own cell phone, right? And it's good across, you know, Apple, Android, Google Pixel. You can use an iPad, any kind of device that will run our app. Um, there are, are like very few limitations that are out there, but I'd have to dig into that. Um, I think I saw that in an email that we shared with each other, another thing that we do, right, internally. But if they have like a horribly cracked screen and they or they don't have a phone, because our baseline testing session only takes like 10 to 12 minutes. I usually pick the, the, the kids that get done first. I'll just ask them like, Hey, do you mind if this other student athlete borrows your phone for 10 minutes? Right. Just hang out. And it's usually going to be like, I'll pick the kids that were, you know, the, 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 the leaders of the team, like the team captains that we have good relationships with that. And we say like, Hey, you're going to help me out. If you'll just hang out and let your, just let your teammate borrow your phone or if a coach has a phone, you know, they could do that on their phone. I don't like to let them use my phone because in real time, I get to see how the athletes are finishing up as the tests are being done in real time and see, I can see like how their scores are going to be, if they're good or if they're not good. And I can manage it in real time at that point in time. So if they have a cracked phone, cracked screen, um, you know, that, that could be uh, something we just say, Hey, try it out. And if it doesn't work, then just hang out and we'll let you do it either tomorrow you know, but those are few and far between. Most of the time we do, we have like a, a system built in where they do like a hardware verification um, and it makes sure that their phones are capable of completing the test. But I mean, it, it, like I said earlier, it allows you to do your baseline and post-injury testing where you do athletic training so that you're not having to change your schedules up. The coaches are a lot happier. That's one thing that we have to talk about, right? So coaches typically do not like to have to take your time, take us taking their time away from practice to go do computer-based testing in a computer lab. But if we can do baseline testing 10 or 15 minutes before practice starts, 
and then they can put their phones to the side. They've already got their practice gear on and they can start practicing. So the players are happier about doing the testing. The coaches are happier about doing the testing. It improves your relationship with your coaches and your athletes. Like, I mean, I can just keep going on the different layers of how our system just helps more than just save you time and, and do a better job of this in real time. But like the residual side effects of, of using the system, developing your relationships with your physicians, with your parents, communicating with the parents, like, Hey, here's the score. Here's the coach. Like, Hey, here's the score. This is why we're not putting them back in. And there's there, it limit eliminates and decreases the pushback that you get from those people on. He's fine. Just put him back in. Mm. It's our, it's our certification and our license on the line. If something bad happens. So sometimes they get blinded by competition and that's our job is to protect the student athlete. So if this is a tool that we can help protect the student athlete and keep them from having a catastrophic injury, then it's done its job. Right. That's just a, a small part of it. So a lot of athletic trainers are always like, Hey, I, I want to get an iPad for the athletic training room. How can I do that? So I talk a lot about the grants that I've written. I, wrote, I just got one from the education foundation for a blood flow restriction, but I've done tons of stuff on donors choose. So for a public school teacher that has, they can do donors choose, there may be another way is like, Hey, Look, you guys can sign up for get an iPad on donors choose. Here's some information, and maybe even you, Casey, as the as the rep, can say, "Look, here are two pre-written grants for an iPad on donors choose. Uh, how you can use that." So, there you go. It could be another sales tactic for you. We can, we can help you get a free iPad. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I'm all about trying to get free stuff, right? If it's free, it's me, man. If I can help the athletic trainer get what they need or want without having to come out of their budget then that's a win, man. Like, how can we get a hospital to pay for this? How can we get, you know, uh, there, there, I've run into a lot of different scenarios and situations like that. But yeah, anything I can, if you can share stuff with like that with me, I would love to be able to share that with my athletic trainers because like I said earlier, I'm not trying to be a sales rep and be that like used car salesman kind of person, right? That's super pushy and, you know, tells you you're wrong for not buying our product, whatever. That doesn't win. I mean, I don't want to be sold that way, right? Um, but like strategic partner, in supporting you and helping you through this process to answer questions for people who are above you, if they have to, you know, and helping you do what you want to be able to do. That's what it's all about. And when they're happy and we, we helped, you know, we helped decrease the amount of maybe COVID um, issues on a college team because of the COVID-19 screening tool that helped alert staff before an athlete came in and possibly exposed some people and put them in quarantine. Like, we've gotten letters and, and emails and text messages about stuff like that. So those are the things that make it worthwhile, you know, as athletic trainers, we're, you know, behind the scenes people and we don't really get a lot of recognition and, you know, honestly, sometimes sales reps are the same way, but like, I appreciate everything like that my, our sales reps from the different companies that we utilize that help us do our jobs. Right. And without them, we couldn't do it. Cause I don't have the time to go chase down, all the different products that I need to buy. I mean, if I can just go to one person and they can help me do all that, then that's valuable. It's not, you're, you're making purchases, not on cost, but on value. So but yeah, help send that to me and I'll be glad to keep that in my back pocket and share it with anybody that needs it. All right. So the, uh, like I said, Houston, Houston Methodist is our official healthcare provider here in Pasadena ISD, ISD and they just signed up with Sway. So I'm, I'm, excited to get to kind of play with it once they roll that out once they make that official and and see how it works here because i'm I don't, i'm not sure if they'll keep it internal or if they'll have it for uh their outreach or whatever whatever it is we call i don't know 
whatever they call us, their campuses. Um, and so it'll be cool for me to be able to see that because honestly, that's one of the reasons we stopped doing the baseline testing was because of the computer, the, the time, the hassle, the in, invalidness, the fact that we couldn't see the data and we couldn't interpret the data ourselves. Um, and so it'll be good to get this new tool out there, checking it out, seeing what they do, especially with our uh, healthcare partners in Houston Methodist. So Casey, the very best way to get a hold of you, what is that? Um, you can, my personal cell phone number is the easiest way to get a hold of me, and you can call or text that number. Um, am I allowed to give it out right now? Yeah, so area code is 918-688-8599. And then my email is just Casey, C-A-S-E-Y dot P-A-U-L-K at swaymedical.com. And people, I tell my athletic trainers all the time, you know, I say my athletic trainers are my customers. I'm like, you can call, you can text, you can email. Um, and if I'm awake, I will respond. And if I can't answer, I'll call you back. Um, because that's what we're used to doing all the time anyway, as athletic trainers. Patients will call you, parents will call you, coaches will call you, and you're just kind of on call. And if you can't answer, you can't answer. But um, it's going to maybe be that time of the year where people are starting to really evaluate what they're doing and what they're using. And I'm dude, I'm happy to talk to anybody that I can, because if I can help somebody help their athletes, then I've done a good job. I feel like I get some satisfaction from that. So I appreciate you, you know, letting me come on and, and talk about that and talk about things that are sales related. And I got a lot of connections, man. I mean, I know it's, it's all about who, you know, and who knows you and, you know, if there's other athletic trainers out there that want to look at this, I've, I've done panel discussions with first year master's degree athletic training students about the emerging setting of being a sales rep as an athletic trainer. And a couple of them reached out and like, Hey, I think I would really kind of want to do that. I'm like, that's great. Come shadow me and actually see what I do though. Because, you know, you go to NATA, you go to conferences and stuff and they, they have the parties and they get the dinner and drinks and all that stuff, which that's a great part about it. I mean, I love that part. Um, you know, so uh, but there's there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that people don't see, just like athletic trainers. They see us run out on the field and and, you know, all the highlights and all that fun stuff. But they don't see the filling up the 10 gallon coolers of ice and water and, and carting stuff around and standing out on the sidelines and the turf and the practices and the early mornings and the late nights and, you know, sleeping on a taping table or a treatment table because you got in late and you got to be there for Saturday morning treatments. So. I mean, come in and check it out and talk and ask questions and be candid with people. So uh, if anybody wants to reach out, you can reach out to me anytime. And I'm happy to talk with anybody that, that wants to have a discussion. So only because you mentioned it earlier, the power play, uh, the reason that we got that was because of your recommendation. So one of the things I love about the power play is the compression device, but it's inexpensive enough for me to lend out to a student. So we had mm -hmm. uh, three students this year with ACL surgery, okay, well, here, take this home, use it for the first two, three weeks, uh, and then just bring it back, right? And so for nice. us, we're in a position we can do that. I don't know. I think it was maybe around 500 bucks, something yeah. like that. And and so I'm not going to give out the Normatec, whatever it is, for $1,500. Well, I can't really do that. But the, <laughs> the one that's a little less expensive, we are in a situation to where we can do that here at Pasadena High School. And you know what? That's a tool that works for us. It's like the compacts. We can lend that out to kids. You know, it was like 100, 120 bucks. And hey, take this, use this for recovery, use this for this. And so being connected with people like Casey, say, hey, Casey, this is what I need. You know, I, I don't mm -hmm. need Sway right now, but I need 
a, a power play or I, I need whatever it is because he also has the Polk Sports Medicine. So he's, he knows a lot of people. He can connect you. So reach out to Casey. Ask him questions. He just he gave you his phone number. Text him. Send him a picture of what you're looking for. Uh, and then, you know, he'll shoot you back a text or phone call and say, hey, I can't do that, but I can do this. Or this is the right person here. So uh, Casey and I have had a pretty cordial friendship uh, since, I don't know, we first talked, like I said, years ago. Uh, and yeah. whatever whatever he can do to help you, that's what he's going to do. So if you want to reach out to Casey, again, his phone number will be listed in the show notes, but I'm going to say it one more time, 918-688-8599. So reach him out there. But he's also social media. You'll find him on Twitter, uh, Facebook, all that stuff. Pretty active in the secondary school's Facebook group as well. So like I said, this was sponsored by Sway. I had them send me an extra small shirt so I would look buff on the camera. Looks good on you. Love it. Super comfortable shirt. So maybe if you can't get Sway right now, you can at least get them to send you a shirt. So for Casey, Jeremy, Sports Medicine Broadcast, again, this is sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash sales success. Again, sportsmedicinebroadcast.com slash sales success. Reach out to Casey with anything, any questions you have, anything, any further information you need. That is a wrap. Thanks.